Friends, if you enjoy doing good, does that make you less good? Sounds like maybe a strange question, but it's a question that uh, has been at the forefront of a lot of sort of ethical debate uh, over the centuries. It's often somewhat characterized by the debate between, in ethics, egoism and altruism. Right? Egoism, simply put, is acting out of self-interest, and altruism is acting without self-interest, right? not considering the benefits uh, that our good action might accrue to us. Our modern uh, sort of concept of altruism has been very much influenced by a German philosopher of the 18th century, Immanuel Kant, who actually held that any self-interested motive in a good action pollutes the purity of the, of the action. Right? So the more unself-interested something is, right, the more it accrues no benefit to me. I don't feel good doing it. Uh, I can't recognize any perceivable, uh, perceptible benefit to me. Right? The more I can get away from any of those things, the more I'm being truly altruistic and ta can talk about the purity of, of a moral action. So egoism is being self-interested and altruism is being utterly un-self-interested. I've always had a real problem with that distinction. Because to me, the good is always in our interest. The good is always in the best interest of a human person. Right? And so the idea that we can detach goodness from happiness, for example, detach goodness from holiness or for the development of virtue, things that benefit me right, in my full flourishing as a human person, has never sat well with me. I also think it's problematic in light of Jesus' second great commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right? There's a, a kind of sense that only an authentic self-love, right? not selfishness, but an authentic self-love, right? is the necessary precondition for which we become altruistic, by which we love our neighbor. And therefore, to speak of of doing good without any consideration of self-interest, meaning my development as a person, my eternal reward, right? Self-interested self considerations has never made a lot of sense to me. Good is always in our interest. So I wanted to use that uh, sort of ethical uh, debate to look at our gospel today. And a couple things that stand out to me using what I just said as kind of a, um, a springboard. The first is that the gospel today could be used as a kind of proof text against everything I just suggested. Right? Because Jesus makes clear in the gospel today. He, is, he says we have to do, he commands us to do these really difficult things. Like loving our enemies and praying for those who persecute us and blessing those who curse us and forgiving those who have hurt us, and giving materially without expecting return. All of these things, and he often, he repeats the refrain, right? If, if you expect repayment, right, what credit is that? Everybody can do that. So it seems to be suggesting that to do things with a self-interested concern, right, is contrary to what Jesus is calling us to. 
And I would say that what Jesus is suggesting here is that sometimes, especially with the hardest things, that our desires do lag behind our duty to do what's right. Our our desire to do the good does lag behind the duty we have to do what's right. Especially when it comes to really hard stuff, like forgiving our enemies. It's easier to love our family and our friends, right? There's there's some desire there. There's some affection. There's something there that that draws us in in an attractive way. But when it's our enemies, when it's those who have hurt us, right? There's not that desire there. And so it's just the, the, the choice, the duty up front that I ought to do this because Jesus has commanded me to do it. And then often it's the desire that lags way behind the duty. And so Jesus is making that clear point. But what I want to suggest today is that that still is not self-interested, that there are still human and heavenly goods associated with the difficult teachings that Jesus gives us today. That the human good is that forgiveness makes us a better person. And that's self-interested. I want my heart to expand by forgiving those who are difficult to love. I've I've followed a lot, and I've I've preached on this before on, on the topic of forgiveness. There's some really cool developments in positive psychology called forgiveness therapy developed by Robert Enright at the University of Wisconsin. And they've just done a ton of, uh, of, of therapy and studies now on the role of forgiveness in the emotional life and how forgiving, in fact, increases generally the positive emotions uh, and decreases the negative emotions. Right? It's, it's, it's forgiving those who have hurt us instead of holding a grudge has been shown now in terms of statistical data to result in less stress, less anxiety, less depression, more satisfaction, more contentment, more meaning when we actually forgive those. So it's as if Jesus is giving us a formula. He's saying, like, this is hard, and at first, the duty to do it is going to outpace the the feeling good of it. But ultimately, it is self-interested because we are going to be a better person if we forgive. It's going to expand our heart. Every time we pray for somebody that's persecuted us, it makes our heart bigger. Every time we forgive somebody who's injured us, it makes our heart bigger. Every time we bless somebody who's cursed us, when we love our enemies, it, it expands our heart. It makes us more capable of loving everyone, not just our enemies. So the formula, the recipe Jesus gives us today is not detached from our ultimate meaning. It's not detached from our ultimate happiness. It, in fact, is the the passage uh, to those very things. There's also heavenly rewards, which is Jesus' promises, gifts. If you give, gifts will be given to you, right? And I wouldn't think of this as kind of some superficial bribery scheme where Jesus says if you do certain things, you get... Right? The, the prize at the end. It's, no, it's, it's about expanding our heart to be able to receive the love of God. When we can love our enemies, we're imitating the love of God who has loved us even when we were his enemies. If we can love people in spite of their sin, we imitate God who loves us in spite of our sins. We expand our heart to be able to receive the divine love to be able to maximize our capacity to love others. 
precisely because we do the things that Jesus instructs us to do. So I do think that ultimately the good is in our interest. It's not detached. Sometimes our desires lag behind. The other consideration I was thinking about is right, Kant is really big on the purity of motive. Right? The purity of motive. Right? That if I detect any semblance of self-interest, right, it pollutes the purity of my, my goodness. And I just think we're much more complicated than that as human beings. We have mixed motives all the time. And I don't think we should get too paralyzed with thinking about, oh my gosh, do I detect that maybe I'm doing this for a little bit of a self-interested reason? It's like, do the thing we ought to do. Do the good. God has done amazing things with my mixed motives in my life. Uh, You know, I I, I don't know if I've told this story before, but when I had drifted from my faith in college, uh, end of sophomore year, I meet a girl that I wanted to date. And the problem was, she was really into her faith. This was a big problem, because I was not. It was obnoxious. It was annoying to me. So what did I do? I did what any uh, desirous lover would do. I faked it. I prayed with her because uh, I, I looked holy. Uh, I went to the, started going to church again because I wanted to go. To, I wanted to go to church with her, right? So I, you know, I, I kind of, I sort of faked it for a while, and. I got the girl, now obviously I don't have her still, <laughs> but that began obviously a process that uh, leads me to here to this day. Um, but God used my really, really weird, impure motives, right? which is why I never worry if college students are coming here to meet like their spouse or something. It seems like a great move. Like God can use all sorts of things Right? So our, our motives, if we're, if we're seeking purity of intention at all times, it's, it's paralyzing. It's paralyzing. Right? We are a mixture of, of motivations. Um, and we have to seek to do what is good, what we, what we ought to do, not get extremely worried about if there's self-interested things mixed up in that. Ultimately, I think we sort that out. As I said earlier, often the desires come along a little more slowly. With duty, right? We ultimately they become more in sync, more aligned with one another. After doing the good for a while, we start to actually enjoy the good. We start to see the benefits of, of doing the good. We start to see how forgiving forgiveness in my heart has made me a better person and not holding on to that grudge. Right? We see how our heart expands after we live a certain way for a certain period of time. We may see the benefits later on, but oftentimes at the beginning. We just have to act, even though we have this mixture of maybe self-interest and detached self-interest. So friends, I'm not sure uh, I'm really hitting the the gospel this weekend. I was just thinking a lot about um, how hard these things Jesus has commanded us to do. Um, But also the fact that we're human beings. And I just don't like the distinction between egoism and altruism. I think we're both. We're human. The good is in our interest. 
So to do the good is to do what we ought to do, but it also benefits me. God would not detach good things from what makes me the best version, the most flourishing version of myself and makes me fit uh, for the kingdom of heaven, makes me expand my heart enough to be able to receive the love, the divine love that God wants to give us. And so if you enjoy doing good, does it make you less good? No, I think it makes you human. Makes you human. It's the whole package of being a human. Right? It's the, a basic level of acceptance of self. Right? It's, it's an acceptance of our emotions. It's an acceptance of our mixed motives. It's our desire for happiness. It's our longing for virtue and holiness. All of that, yeah, it's self-interested because it's, it's for my good. It's for my benefit. Right? And so ultimately, I think it's both. Right? I think it's both because we're human. And I think it's the love of self, the love of neighbor, and the love of God, ultimately, uh, that bring about our fulfillment.